Hello everyone, I'm Taya Minnan, here with expert Mircea Kalalo, here to talk about war and corruption. What do you want to do once you've graduated? At the moment, I want to either go into medicine or law. However, I'd also want to do to be involved in politics or the government because some of our leaders aren't doing a very good job at the moment. What do you see as the issues that come with war or corruption? Well, an impact corruption that ha- they have is the collapse of the economy and a rise in unemployment due to like loss of jobs. And both of these factors can bring a country or bring people from the country's population into poverty. However, war has both environmental and social impacts. It can lead to land degradation, meaning land can no longer be used for agricultural purposes or might not even be safe to live on. Social impacts that conflict might have include putting dents in the population of a country. An example of this could be in World War II, where between 70 to 85 million people perished worldwide. If we look further into this, around 1.7 million Yugoslavs were killed during the war. This would have put a huge dent in their population that was then around 14 million. Yugoslavia as a whole no longer exists, but was made up of other countries such as Serbia, Croatia, Slovenia and a few others. Does a lot of corruption and conflict go unnoticed? Yes, 100%. There is a currently a major political crisis going on in Sudan, a relatively large country in Northeast Asia. In the past few weeks, protests in the capital city of Khartoum have turned violent. The people were protesting because of the government increase the prices of everyday items like fuel and bread in order to stop the country's economy from getting worse. Protests wanted their leader, Omar al-Bashir, to be removed from power. The conditions in Sudan were horrendous, with an estimated over 300 killed, over 1,000 missing, and countless raped or abused and dead bodies thrown into a river. The story wasn't making its way to the public because of an internet blackout in Sudan. However, due to the ever-increasing use of the internet, the story found its way onto social media, where now many people are aware of it and trying to help out by donating. But beware, there are many Instagram accounts that claim to be fundraising organisations set on helping people of Sudan, but they are actually fake and seeking followers, not doing anything to actually help the problem. For instance, an account that has now been deleted, Sudan Mill Project, gained over 200,000 followers in a short period of time. They didn't have any connections or a way to help out Sudan, but merely claimed that the account was merely a social experiment. Check the account if to see if an account is like fake or not. Check to, uh, to see if the, it's legit or not by like if there's a website in their bio or if there's evidence of the money and resources being donated. If there isn't, it's most likely not a real company. Thank you for bringing awareness to this. Um, around 80% of the world lives in poverty with under $10 a day. Do you think this is correlated to corruption in any way? Yes, I do. I think that the two go hand in hand. In poorer countries, money is power. So the people who are richest are the ones that are generally the leaders. Many countries become corrupt due to collapse in their economy. Take Venezuela, for example. In June 2010, Venezuela's oil production dropped drastically due to a lack of maintenance and investment. The government failed to cut spending in the face of falling oil revenues and has dealt with the crisis by denying it exists. This led to political corruption, chronic shortages of food and medicine, closure of companies, unemployment, human rights violations, and many more problems. This is all very awful information. Yes, indeed. As the years go on, we learn more and more as a civilization and we grow. 
Some massive conflicts have happened because of the people's views and what they believe is right and wrong. What do you think the main factors are towards conflict? So I'm focusing on political corruption and conflict today, and I believe the two go hand in hand. I think the main factor towards corruption, to, sorry, towards conflict is corruption. Poor governing leads to unhappy citizens. So if the people try to fight for the rights, it can lead to a war. In Syria, for example, the war has been going on for over eight years, and it all started due to people being unhappy with their president, President Bashar al-Assad. It began with some through some simple protesting until the people in power took it upon themselves to start firing to keep their power. They were using scare tactics to keep the citizens in their favour, showing that if they didn't obey, they would be killed. We have talked about the causes, but what are the solutions? How do you think the government has changed since World War II? In many countries, you're conscripted to the military at 18, but in Australia, you aren't. Do you think this is the reason that we are stable in the way we live our lives? Um, obviously, after the tragic events of World War II, all the government and the militaries, they would have rethought their actions and the way that they were doing things. I believe since Australia is such an isolated country, we are not at risk of being attacked or invaded or something of the sort compared to countries in the Northern Hemisphere where they are all at a much closer proximity to each other. Other countries have a policy where once you are 18, you get conscripted for the war. In Australia, this doesn't happen as we don't really get involved in it. Conscription in Australia stopped in December 1972 and I wouldn't say it's the reason. I wouldn't say it's the reason why we have more stability in our lives compared to others, but I would say it's plays a part. Many military veterans have PTSD from their time serving their country, and it was found that between 15 and 30% of Vietnam War veterans suffer from PTSD. These people often can't find jobs due to serving their country instead of going to university or getting further education. In many countries where there is military conscription, the people often live life to a lesser standard. As many people would have probably heard, when Donald Trump was first elected, there was a talk of a third world war possibly erupting between Trump and North Korea's leader, Kim Jong-un. What do you think of this? Do you think we have learned from our mistakes from, with previous wars? I think for the most part, yes, I do. I think our leaders have learned from most of their mistakes and their past leaders' faults. Also, now we as citizens are a lot more involved in the things going on with our government through social media, the news and the internet. My only worry is that something could spark up with Kim Jong-un, as we know his military act has access to nuclear weapons that could cause mass destruction to other countries, neighbouring ones as well as ones within a 700 kilometre radius. As for Australia's safety, we are at a safe distance to not be hit by a missile if it did come to that. I highly doubt that we will ha um, come to a war though because as a society we are a lot wiser than we were when the previous two wars happened, so I truly believe that another tragic event won't occur. That's all we have time for today, Mia. Thank you for you informing us a little bit on conflicts and corruption. I sure learnt a lot. Thank you, Taya.